Yo, 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 welcome to another episode of The Nutty Professor. I'm your host, Michael Fannin. I'm your other host, Barry and Fannin Jr. Hey, man, we're going we gonna to jump back into The Nutty Professor Show, man. We took a little lapse off, but uh, we're officially back hybrid or now nah, virtual style due to circumstances. But hey, man, we, we back in action. Before we get into our episode of the day, man, which is titled Teaching During COVID-19, I got to ask, man, just for myself and for the people, well, for the people. How you been? How everything been going? Talk to me. Hey, man. The mantra I've been dealing with is just monitoring and just uh, see how situations go. And kind of like how we doing with this podcast now, we monitor the situation and adjust from there and try not to, I guess, get our feet locked in anything. Right. Because situations are so fluid. So if COVID-19 has taught me anything, it's just to even be more flexible <laughs> than I've been in my life. So... I've been okay. 1,000% agree with you. That's what's up. But I got to not start over, but start over. I I can't believe I have forgotten our ritual. After I grabbed my cup, I said, oh, man, I forgot to do our official break break the toe. So, (laughs) hey, man, cheers, Cheers, brother. Oh, man, cute cup. (laughs) You know, Father's Day gift, which is crazy thing. Father's Day is a month away. Hey, this is a year. It's a good thing. That's what's up. But just FYI, man, I'm sipping on a little cinnamon tea just in case, man. Today is Sunday. And it's, what, 9.30. So, I mean, not to say time, you know what I'm saying. Time, it don't matter what time <laughs> I take. Right. But, You're uh, right. But, you know, right now, I'm Ramadaning, so no alcohol. And uh, Well, it's 9.30 your way over in, uh, what we say, East Atlanta. Yeah, right. And over here in uh, Dubai. Oh, I call it Barsha South. <laughs> I Barsha South. It is 5.30 in the evening time. And as you can tell from my attire, I just finished work and you're just feet up on a Sunday. I love it. I'm chilling. But it is crazy. Like, you know how people say, you know, like if it is early, people say, well, it's 5.30, it's 12 o'clock somewhere. That's a Prime example. Prime, <laughs> Prime example. Prime example. But yeah, man, let's kick off this show, man. Like I said, the title of our show today is Teaching During COVID-19. And I want to ask you, like, just with how everything has transpired from year to year, from last year to now, how has your teaching experience been? Has it made you stronger? Has it made you content, complacent? Like, how has COVID-19 influenced or inspired your teaching? Well, I owe it to our audience to be as transparent as possible. So I could say it's been strengthened, but it has shown some chinks in my armor in certain regards. As far as if I speak on that just up front, chinks in my armor, technology. I I am not that technologically savvy as my grade level members are. For example, they know how to do Google Slides with the best of them. I'm, I'm I'm not one of those. And really... What I realized, I am a creature of habit, but also what I've noticed is that at our school, and I'm at a new school this year for our audience, but this particular school has a wealth of resources. So we have so many different passwords and the kids have to remember so many of them. And initially at the beginning of this year, this school actually created their own platform for us to use and they didn't want us to use Google Slides. So I put that to the side. And then a a couple months later, they came back with it. But at that time, for me, 
I was too far in the race to switch gears. Understood. So I never really, I never really changed up. But seeing how teachers adapt to it, that's one of the chinks in my armor, I could say. So when you say Google Slides, are you talking about Google Class or, or Google Classroom? Google Slides, I can do. Right, right. We that's and that's one of the the strengths I can say as far as my teaching. We have to prepare Google Slides for every single day because when we started school. We started in a hybrid model. So I had kids in the classroom and kids at home. And being in two places at the same time is crazy. I saw this one thing, trying to teach kids online and um, teach kids in your classroom. It's like a mechanic working on two cars. One car's in his shop and the other car's at the customer house. And you're trying to tell him how to change the transmission. Whoever came (laughs) over, they came over then. They did. that's That's a dope analogy. Is, it is very real. But the Google Slides thing, man, yeah, we have to, for for each subject, have to come up with slides and send them to the parents the day before so they can take a look at them and are privy to what their child will be exposed to. Okay. First and foremost, for me, that's the difference in elementary and middle school. So I okay. really enjoy the, the transition. The transition and, and it just from how much work elementary school have to do, man. Like, that's a, bro, like, people don't even understand. Like, I'm telling you, and I guarantee I'm willing to say 90% of people who has made that transition from elementary to high school or elementary to middle school, they won't go back, bro. Like, they won't. Like, I guarantee you, they won't go back. And they won't go back just on the strength of what you just said. So much, every subject, five subjects, gotta do this for that, gotta... Five different lesson plans. It's a lot, but we have a, what they call a verge platform where we got to post like our assignments and, you know what I'm saying, like to keep the uh, parents abreast. So I, I kind of know what you're talking about or I understand what you're saying. Google Classroom, for me, I love Google Classroom, but I can't even front. Like, man, like Google Class is it's a home run for me because it's easy. Like once you get it, in the rhythm, like once you, you know what I mean, like let your guards down and say, okay, I'm going to get it. Like, man, everybody can be, you can pitch all the assignments or even if you want to give two assignments to this person and, and the rest of everyone, they don't get it. You know what I mean? They don't need the assignment. Like, you can just give it to five people in the class versus everybody. Uh, right. So, I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. Like, I thoroughly enjoy it. And now, TPT, Teacher Pay Teacher, big shout out to them. Like, they have now where a lot of their assignments are Google Classroom friendly. So yeah, I seen that. Um, yeah, that easel called easel where you can copy that link, throw it in Google Class, hit the link, mm-hmm. type your name, and they can write on it. Game time. Phenomenal, phenomenal invention. Yeah. I give you that. And it's something I want to get into, something I want to improve upon. Yeah, you got um, to. Just, just <laughs> on the strength of it, man, like with us on the, I'm going to say we're in the middle of the road, not even the back end of teaching, but I'm going to say middle close to getting to the back end of teaching. Like, we got, we can't be those dinosaurs where, you know what I'm saying? Like, when we first started teaching, you seen those teachers, I ain't doing that, I am. Oh, 100%. 100%. And that's one thing, as much as I lamented, when this school year started, we had the opportunity to, uh, you know how when you get in a new school, new grade level, y'all put down a list of birthdays or whatnot. So I'm looking at everybody's birthday, and I, and I see mine, and then I see theirs, and the years is like 91. 90. That's how many accumulated? No, that's the year they were born. 
born. <laughs> so I'm like, I am that dinosaur. I'm like, I'm, I'm that old, but so working with the youth that I'm working with now, you learn different things. And they pick up different things for me, like work-life balance. So I think we kind of, as we say all the time, iron sharper iron. Yeah, work, like I have a, I'm not the oldest on my team. I'm the second oldest. But yeah, working with them, with them 20s, them 20-year-olds, but they, they game you up on some stuff. I'm talking about, I stay taste. Hey, man, how you do this? Hey, man, right. how you do that? Hey, but man. Like, <laughs> that's the hallmark of somebody who's a great teacher, though, being willing to ask. Yeah, you have to be willing to ask. Why not, bro? Like, for what? You, why struggle? Get it over with. <laughs> like, I'm not going to sit here and keep on scratching. Man. And most of the time, they have it done for you. Oh, you need that? I just send it to you. Straight up. <laughs> <laughs> Come on with it. So that's what's up, man. So, oh, let me just, just in case, you know, everybody, I know you can see on my side, it's not a, one of those uh, background pictures. <laughs> I think the birds gave it away. <laughs> I'm going I'm to help out. See, I asked you earlier, did you hear? I ain't hear them now. They done came back. <laughs> they, they came. They strong right now. To the viewers, hey, man, please dip. Bell with them. They are apart. I remember teaching out here in the beginning of the year, man. Like, like when, the, when the weather changed, yeah, my office. And when <laughs> the weather changed, I had to go back in the house. Like, my kids like, Mr. Fanny, like, girl, why aren't you outside? Like, I got used to the birds. And like, hey, man. So if you hear motorcycle flying, them charging with the loud pipe. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really am. But yeah, man, I had to throw that in there. So with that being said, as far as like, with, with teaching in a new school and working with younger teachers. So how has, like, from the old school to the new school, how has it been different? As far well, as not, not comparing schools, but comparing the situation from ending or starting COVID-19 to going into summer to now starting a new school year okay. with COVID-19. Okay, I got you. Well, it's twofold. I had the great thing about ending Last year with the students I had is that I looped with, as I said before. So we had developed a great rapport. This year, going into a new school, not only is it a new school, but it's new students. My class was added the day before school started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. So all of my students were new to the school. I have have the newest third grade classroom. And a lot of my students had relocated to Dubai because of that. I don't know if you remember that big explosion that happened in Lebanon. So I have a lot of Lebanese students in my classroom. They didn't have, in my opinion, they didn't have the best ending to their school year for obvious reasons. So getting them back into school mode, mm-hmm. it took it was a bit of a, a work to get into it. Great kid. These are some like being over here, I still have great kids, but just getting them to the habit of working right. took a bit more work. That is so crazy just for you to say. Lebanon and kids coming from Lebanon, like in that big explosion that I know most people saw, probably maybe not knowing where it was at, but I know your social media posted that you saw it on YouTube, Instagram, like just to see that big old boom, like that was crazy. And then to know that your students were somewhere in the vicinity of Man, that. You know, in the vicinity. I, I have a student where a lot of my students are in, like you said. But one of my students' parents was sent me a picture of um, the living room, and it was miles away, and all the glass from all the doors blew into the house, knocked paints and pictures off the wall. And um, the student, he was sitting on the couch when it happened. 
So, of course, like the first two weeks, all he talked about was that, and you see why. And we talk about it all the time, but PTSD is real. You took the words out of my mouth. Like, for a kid, bro, like, that's traumatizing. Like, that's traumatizing. PTSD, people only think about military. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like, military coming home. That Man, no, that stuff is, like, life. Like, everybody experiences PTSD. You know what I'm saying? Like, traumatic experiences. That's what it is. Something that's going to restrain you or make you flinch or make you look back or make you think twice about something. That's PTSD. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine for a 12. Oh, no, y'all eight, seven. But eight, nine. nine. Yeah. So I can only imagine that kid being traumatized and just sitting in the classroom again. I bet it was full throttle PTSD. <laughs> yeah. But it's slowly but surely have found, we found our groove. Like I said, that it was a, it's a huge difference from teaching at home and being in the building, teaching two different sets of kids at the same time. That was very taxing. Like, and I, I lamented last year on how much work we were doing as teachers. Right. This could. So just the workload more than anything at the beginning. Like I said, we got into our groove, and now we just, as you know, we count days now, brother. Jake. And you count you, you them quicker than I am. When do y'all get out of school? June? I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> y'all might be July what? July? First. June 30th. June 30th. I'm close. June 30th. They play too much with that. They play too much. They you know what, though? It's always, like I heard, it always could be worse. I talked to somebody the other day. She get out July 13th. I said, all right, I'll be quiet. <laughs> all my friends, man, play. Everybody gone. <laughs> Everybody on vacation. Gone. Man, In the wind. Man, play. Man, no. That checkout time. And I've never been the person who keeps up with those dates. I don't like... like yeah, I know. I asked you, and you'd be like, I don't know. I don't never know, bro. Ever, 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 ever. Until around when May hit. Now, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can count them. You be counting Mondays. That's yeah, what you be doing. That's it. Just give me a date. <laughs> One more, two more Mondays, three more Mondays, four more like, yeah. yeah, like that. Then it sounds good versus the total amount of days. I like saying four more Mondays. Because the weeks are going by so fast. Right. Understood. What but, about yourself? Did you, could you speak about your transition? Because like you, I think you touched on a little bit going from elementary to middle school. But with your COVID, I ask you like this. You also taught online while you were here in the Middle East. Correct. So what, speak about the difference between teaching online here and teaching online back in the States and with the added transition to middle school. Cool. Uh, basically, man, online there was, A, the school, just honest, the school made it harder than what it was supposed to be. I mean, for various reasons. It was the first time we ever been, you know what I'm saying, through that. And That's then fair. I already know being there, parents run everything. So they were trying to cater to them versus cater to the teachers or cater to both. You know what I'm saying? Just taking opinions from the teacher's point of perspective and then putting it all in the pot and coming up with a formula that works for everyone. Teaching online there, it was it was cool. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't bad. It was just taxing. Because, like, this, I literally stayed in front of a computer all day, right. which I hated. I hated that. And then transitioning to here, we started off the same thing, like total internet at home. So that was cool because of the hours. Like, man, 9 to 2? What? Yeah, I was, yeah, I was on Ramadan. <laughs> For real, 9 to 2 was 
boy, that was like awesome, like awesome. And then like again, middle school. So like I go, and then we only had 50 minute classes. So I go 950, 1050. I mean, no, nine to nine fifty, and then 10 to 1050. And then I have a break from like 11 to like 12 or 11 to one, and then have a one to one fifty. What? So when we went to hybrid, like man, no, we went to school first, as in the teachers. So we had to start teaching from school. So, you know, we still getting off at two o'clock at first. So that was still cool. And then they transitioned to that four o'clock. Now, this is the one thing that I hate about middle school, getting out of school at four o'clock. What time y'all start today? 8.50. Like I got to be at work at 8.15. So that four o'clock, boy, if it's one thing or two things that I can change about education, it will be middle school getting out at four o'clock. <laughs> Crazy. And whoever get paid once a month, they need to abolish that, boy. Get that out of here <laughs> now. Even though they have get paid twice a month. But I see the both, you feel me? So and now we're hybrid. So it basically what you said, like teachers who look in the mirror, they'll they'll test for this. Sometimes you can kind of forget about the kids at home. You can, like yeah. when I first did it. I'm like, who do I supposed to talk to? Do I talk to the computer or do I talk to the kids? You know what I'm saying? Like, in, in my face. So it was kind of hard at first to adapt until, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be me regardless. So finally, I, I got the hang of it. And then, like, the class sizes weren't that big. So I might have no more than seven kids. You know what I'm saying? Three kids, seven kids at the most, three at the least. It's cool. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't as bad as I thought. Right. And I think next year we're going to be you know what I mean? Hybrid again, I think. At least partial or the beginning of the year. Beginning of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So Everything's smooth, brother. Like, I can't complain, man. So, well, you in person, though. So, I can't be. So, do you have any kids at home? I have one student now currently at home. but She's a really, really, really dope student. She actually, what I was mad about, we didn't meet her. But she felt like a part of the classroom. It, but she came and joined. She right. joined for one day. Right before spring break. Because most of the year, she hasn't even been in UAE. But then her father started doing some more international traveling. Mm -hmm. So as far as the protocols, you know, they're a little bit more strict over here when relatives travel in and out. So it just made more sense for her to go back to being at home. Okay. So I kind of, I'm still going to ask. When you were teaching at home, I'm saying this because, like, how did you motivate folks the mechanic who teaching the kids at home and then the mechanic who teaching the kids in the building. Like, how how did you motivate? Like, did you struggle with it or it was... I did kind of struggle with it. The good thing that happened was, we've talked about this before in previous episodes, which is one of the things that makes us, I think, just stand out as teachers. We develop relationships. And that helped me because my kids at the beginning of the year, although they were hot, they were online, I did see them at least twice a week in school. So they would flip-flop. So I might have a, a group of kids that comes on Sunday and Monday, then another group that comes on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then the other group come back on Thursday, and then it flips the next week. So when we're actually physically in the classroom, you get to build those relationship moments. When the masks come off while they're eating lunch, you get to really see their face. They get to see yours. You get to joke with them without actually teaching their stories. So that's kind of what helped ease us through 
that time. And then more than anything, just being yourself. We said all the time, relationships for rigor. Once you do it, they'll work harder for you if they know you count for them. Now, of course, I'm not going to front. A lot of time when they was at home, they were laying in that bed. No. So it's hard, it's hard to get, get work done when they're laying in the bed. But when the opportunity came for most of them to come, I like to say a lot of kids wanted to come based off of how they were treated online. And you know what I'm saying? Me and my assistant, we just did a really, really good job of making them feel special. For right. lack of better. So it's funny that you say that because who we are is going like your personality. And I'm, and I'm speaking is you, you and I, in addition to whoever else listening to this, like right. personality is going to take over naturally. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how you know it's a gift. That's a gift, bro. When you can do it naturally and with no effort, it's a gift. So it's like when like hybrid at first, the beginning of the year, and I'm going to go back to Abu Dhabi, like, even my parent, I just talked to her the other day too. too I mean, that, that's my dog, man. My, I call her my sister. She, one of my parents, she was like, Mister, my family, we listen to your morning announcements every morning. Like, and when you have class, Mister, the entire family, we just watch you teach. Like, you have so much energy, Mister. And I've discovered, like, that's me. The energy that I bring, that stuff is infectious. Yes. People gravitate to it. Yes. So it's like, when the beginning of the year here, kids are like, when are we coming back to school, Mr. Fan? Like, I want to meet you. Like, I want to see you. I'm like, okay, you know what I'm saying? That's what's up. And then finally, when we had the opportunity, like, to meet each other, it was like that energy just, it felt like I was meeting them for the first time, just on the strength of pulling that mask down. I get to see a, a body, a face. But in on the other side, it was like, I've already met you. We're just going to keep it rolling. You know what I mean? Like, you know who I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know what I'm bringing to the table. You feel me? And, and my principal, I promise you, I feel like I've been observed 40 times this year, but Same. she said, <laughs> she said, just shoot me a text after she come out of my class. Like, man, your energy is one of a kind. Like, and your, your relationship with your students is, is remarkable. But see, her saying that, and I'm me starting to think that maybe that's what helps motivate the kids online. When she it's, says that, and when that parent told you, we sit back and watch, to me, that probably promotes you to want to continue to be at the level you are, which in turn motivates the kids, which in turn get them to say how good you're doing. And it's just a cycle going over and over. That's it. <laughs> in a nutshell, that's all it is, bro. Like, that's it. Like, feed, feed the beast, feed the cycle. Feed the beast. Um, and that's the, as we said before, that's the feedback that matters right then and there in itself. Right. So what have you found challenging, though, like about um, teaching during COVID-19? This could be hybrid. This could be now. This could like anything that you find. This is challenging. This is really, really minute, but it's one thing to help build a relationship. I don't like that we still are socially distant because one of the things we used to do was have a handshake. And then now that kind of irritated me that we couldn't engage in that. And the, the girls always want to give you a hug before they leave. So that's, it's funny, as we say, Matt Ryan, it's funny stiff arming the girls as they come to you, try to give you a hug as they head out the door. So honestly, man, I'm, I won't, I, when I'm trying to do a little bit better and a little more, be grateful. So I won't complain about the workload. It's kind of what we have right. a lot of times. But I just say that. And then that game I used to play all the time, don't get hit in the face, bro. This is the first time in, 15 years I ain't played that game because we can't pass the ball. 
That's crazy. So, so that's crazy. And that's usually how I start every single school year. So I say that's the most difficult thing. Everything else, if you, as we always say, if you build relationships, once I close my classroom door, <laughs> I'm me. And I'm going to do me. I'm a, I can't, I don't know no other way to be. So I'm going to do that. So, I can't be nobody but me. <laughs> that's it. I can't be who you want me to be because <laughs> it ain't me. It ain't. <laughs> it ain't. So we can sit into a beat that they say all this stuff, what we got to do. And I hear you. But once we get back in 3BF, man. No. Not For <laughs> <laughs> sure. It's sad to say, but it's like that, man. It's like that. Some stuff, I'll go for it, but some stuff, mm-hmm. okay, what you say? But it, it takes time to, to build that up. What they call a little experience. Yeah. First year, can't little experience. You gotta do first year. First year, you got to do it. Even, even at a new school. Hey, but I used to tell people, don't follow me. <laughs> don't follow me. Nope. <laughs> You do you. You first, <laughs> you do it. Like, don't look. <laughs> oh, please don't. <laughs> hey, what's crazy, though, my mama told me that when she was teaching. And I tried, I don't know what she was trying to do. She was like, BJ, you can't do this. You got to ease it to your job. I've been doing this. <laughs> and what it is. Hey, factual, factual, factual. What's up? That's what's up. Uh, I, I think for me, man, what I find challenging because at the end of the day, you can't motivate everybody, regardless of, like, I don't care what who say. Once again, that's one of the challenges that everybody, all teachers face. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's differentiation, whether people not taking heed to the energy. Like you said, some people at home in the bed. Some people, like, those are the obstacles that you're facing as a teacher at school and the kids at home. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're facing... Mama, daddy, not at home. They at home by themselves. So now you got TV, you got bed, you got phone, you got PlayStation, you got all these things. And I supposed to beat that? Come on, man. So I think for me, through a screen, you know, through a screen, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's, I think, one of the most challenging things for me. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to. To break that, yeah, like man, 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 by themselves, mama, daddy. Like if if you in person with them again, I always say you feed them, and I don't feed them. How can I beat them? Like how can, like I can't do nothing. Like now take that poke chop away, thing <laughs> <laughs> <Dang> away, <laughs> control the situation for sure. But yeah, man, teaching during COVID nineteen, man, it, it's a gift and a curse, as I've said previously, man. If COVID-19 hasn't taught us anything, I know it's taught us adaptability, as you said earlier. I think, like, you kind of said something about that. It's taught us, taught parents, like, they kind of get to see the inside scoop. They get to Mm -hmm. see, kind of get a glimpse of being a teacher from our point of view. So, I mean, it has its pros and cons. 100%. So transitioning, man, like we got a portion of our show. Major shout out. I want to give a shout out to, like, this is something new. I had the opportunity when I moved back home to invest in a company called Dedicated Grind. So I'm going to give a big shout out, man, to Dedicated Grind Clothing. Feel free to check us out, dedicatedgrind.org, Dedicated Grind Instagram. Go check it out, man. Also, man, FYI, got a promo code. Type in Nutty P. Buy <laughs> apparel. Get you a little, you know, get you a little discount. 
So, you know, like this hoodie, you know what I'm saying? Let it pee. Promo. All right, check us out. You got any uh, shout-outs? Anybody, anything, whatever. Spot. You know what? I'm, I'm going to shout-out all the teenagers all over the world going through whatever they is they going through. I'm having a constant battle with my son, but I have to realize adolescence is a special age. So I'm going to shout out all the teenagers <laughs> across the world. Man, and you know what's crazy? When I'm watching TV, like, I'm seeing these shows and I'm seeing, like, a lot of a lot of these shows that I'm watching or some of them that I'm watching that I catch a glimpse of, I'm seeing that, what you just said, like, whether they from 13 to 16 or high school, like, that teenage rough, boy. Like, Man, sweet, rough. sweet, <laughs> sweet P said it on Baby Boy. He was talking about the females, but I'm attributed to the teenagers. They are some <laughs> unstable creatures. <laughs> <laughs> they are unstable. But you got so much stuff you battling. And then at this point with social media, you're not only battling your friends in the class, you're battling your kids online, you're battling kids on your phone, you're trying to keep up with this, and you got your parents in your ear trying to tell you the right thing, but you don't know it's the right thing, so you ain't listening to it. Right. That's where my shout-out go, man. Just, I, I just being more cognizant of that. I want to pivot. I got, and I was just, I, this really just came to me. So I want to ask you this right off the top. What does the word, when you hear the word home, what's that mean to you? Stability. Okay. Um, I like that. I'm going to write that down. Look at you. Yeah. Stability. Family. Memories. Uh-huh. Togetherness. Okay. Yeah, okay. just off the top. Like, those are the things, like, yeah, that's what a home, a home. All right. And I'm glad you said that. It kind of, the first one I kind of was rocking with my, well, all these fit my definition of it, to be honest with you. But the reason I said it is because another conversation we had off camera, just talking about where we're moving and places you want to go or whatnot. And right. one of the questions I get, you don't ask me this, but I know a lot of people ask you this about me. When is BJ coming home? Facts. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got to thinking about it, and, and I, I wanted to explain it to him. I'm home. Period, bro. I got stability here. Although it's only me and Mackenzie here, I do have family here. We have created memories, like you said, and him and I have a sense of togetherness. So home is all those things what you just said. And I do miss being in the States, and this kind of parlays into the current event. Uh, uh, we're trying to... Uh, expand here on another professor so we have try to have current events on our podcast every episode and this topic kind of rolls into our current event this week and what i mean by that is you have to literally be living under a rock not to have been tuned into the george floyd trial and that well i don't want to call it george floyd trial the Derek chauvin trial because he was the one on trial for killing george floyd right but with that and all the other recent events surrounding people of color being um, persecuted and killed, it's kind of hard for me to even call where I'm from home. So the pull to come home has even been less with all that, especially raising a young son and taking him back to that foolishness, what I call it, when I do have stability here, memories here and togetherness. And I would hate to have to go home and lose him or myself Right. To that memory there won't be able to be erased right. by our loved ones. 
So I just want you to speak on how you've been feeling with the recent events surrounding, like I said, police brutality or police persecution and things of that nature. It's crazy, man. It's terrible, man. Like it's actually it's terrible, horrible that a it goes on freely. You know what I mean? Like it's sad after four hundred plus years, and like they just figure out a way to change they legally kill us. Yeah, you know what I mean? They just change, like they just change it. You know what I mean? So I think personally, man, it has to change. Like it's sad that we even talking about it. Like it's sad that they actually had a. Who was it? Was it on the Breakfast Club when they were talking about like it's crazy that we were afraid, people were afraid that this dude may get off. Like that's crazy, bro. The proof is in the pudding. Like, like the proof is um, in it, the pudding. Like, let me wipe my eyes out. Like exactly, you said it. That yeah. we even had to have a trial. Right. Like this, an open door, close, close, like slam, boom, like now. But they say, and throw away the key. <laughs> what are we debating? So I think that in itself goes to show like we're so far out of racism and laws that need to be changed. And mm-hmm. like we're so far out of it that, you know what I mean? Like it's almost like, will we see it? As in you and I, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, will we see it? Like, yeah. But I hope that it gets to the point where it gets better. You know what I'm saying? I understand that they got to get worse, but in order for it to get better, it has to change, bro. It has to change. Um, I agree. Those, those are my thoughts, man. Like, it's a sad. I think somebody texted me from, I think it was my man from, well, where are you from? I can't remember. But uh, he was just saying, like, he texted me and was like, man, it's crazy over there in America. Like, it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. And, like you said, when people ask me, when BJ coming home, I tell them straight up, never. Like, don't do it. Reconsider. Read <laughs> Reconsider. Sure. Hey, man. It's still... It's, and, and never forget home and where the heart is, but you have to be comfortable and knowing people are where they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be there more than anything. That's what I want to touch on. But I do hope, and as we continue our shows... Moreover, through time, we'll be able to speak in a more uplifting manner about the situation going right. on. And current and events, went, man, that I know when I was in school, current events were like a part of the almost like I felt like a part of the curriculum. It made it could have just been my teacher. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But current events, they keep you in the game. They keep you in the loop. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's good to know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like even if mm-hmm. you're not a, a news watcher or but some people, and I get it. Like, some people don't like watching the news because the news is depressing. You know what I'm saying? And I thoroughly, 100% understand that. Like, I get it. But knowing what's going on in your city, country, or world, it's a good thing. You feel me? So You, you have to be cognizant of what's going on. You have to be. have to be. And I get it, too, not want to read, watch the news, but it's certain aspects and avenues you still can get some information from. I, I'd rather not call it news. We can call it information so that you're informed on what's going on. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to inform the people, baby. <laughs> hey, speaking of informing the people, I talked to you earlier this week about an interview on The Breakfast Club. I don't. And the funny part about it years ago. I knew you about, thinking the same thing. I knew you going to say that. Five or six years ago, we had the opportunity to actually be in the presence of this young brother. And this brother, he does some great things. We're talking about Dr. Umar Johnson. And 
before I even jump into that, let me really highlight you. You were actually being honored for being such a philanthropist and um, great guy in your community. Right and on. Dr. Uman Johnson just happened to be speaking at this event. So my hat is off to you. Salute once again, brother, on all your great endeavors you're doing in the community. Yeah. But in this interview, it just, and we had we kind of spoke on this a little bit. I don't want it to get misconstrued. Dr. Umar Johnson is really, really um, educated and has a, a wealth of knowledge. Super educated. Um, and I'm not well-versed in everything he does, but just with anybody, I don't agree with everything they said. But some things he, as I said to you, he hit a home run out of the park with. And one of the things that he said on there, and this is me being informed mm-hmm. or informing the people, was speaking about um, colleges and universities, right. and more, most importantly, HBCUs. And one of the HBC, one of the things he said, and this was blew me away, that most, there's almost no black history courses taught at HBCUs. Yeah, Amy said that, I think. That was crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. So that means most of the knowledge we were getting about black history is from third and fourth grade when we're doing what? The Black History Reports. Because really, I can't accurately, and it has been some years for me, but we didn't talk about too much Black history in high school. So it had to be the elementary, middle school years where we focused on it. And and I'm almost for sure, because that's when we got into geography and world history and, and things of that nature. And it seems as though if we're going to higher levels of university, we should be learning more about our identity just so we can push that forward a little bit more? I think for me at Alabama State, um, I think a few of my teachers did a really good job at personally giving us knowledge or, or spreading the knowledge about black history and black people and personally. Now, it wasn't okay. curriculum. All know, right. But, but see, that go back to what you just said about your teacher, Mike. Most of the stuff that your students were drawing you from years to come won't be directly from the curriculum. It's because the relationships you made, the right. things y'all talk about in class. Right. So that speaks volumes as well. Agreed. Another thing he said that was funny because it, it kind of it stuck out like a sore thumb. He also said that um there are no real estate, well, Envy said this, no real estate is majors in HBCUs. Envy talked about how he traveled up and down from New York all the way down to Florida and couldn't find a real estate course or as a major in the HBCU. And I'm going to stand by him because I don't know if you knew this. When I went to Tennessee State, I wanted to major in real estate. Oh, I I really did. I wanted to major in real estate and I was taking real estate courses. But then my senior year, I looked in the course catalog, no more classes, nothing for me to do. And (laughs) this is a good thing and a bad thing. But I lost my scholarship, as I told you before. So my mom was paying my tuition. And my mama gave me two words. What was it? Two. Three words. Finish and four. <laughs> I had four years to finish. So I couldn't play around and wait till they offered another real estate class. So I had to switch my major. And I ended up doing something in marketing. And I haven't done anything with that marketing degree. But right now, you and I had a conversation yesterday or the day before about real estate. That's what everybody's talking about. So had I had the opportunity to major in real estate at the time. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So that's a major push we have to do as well. And then the the most important thing he said is something we, I think we hit on. Most of what we even learn in college, bro, is not economically relevant in the black community. And that's why 
as a people, we have to put ourselves in a position where we're constantly rubbing elbows and meeting people who can teach us these things. You were telling me about a young brother that you've become acquainted with that does investing, investments. And now that has kind of opened your eyes up. You might not know a lot, but you know more than you did. Facts. They didn't, but I know I didn't learn anything about investing in college. Man, what I sent you the other day, I sent, I showed my kids, my students. Like, man, look, man, like this is the gameplay. When you saving $500 a month or whatever you save a month, take a risk. You know what I'm saying? Like, take a risk. Instead of putting your in your bank account, in your savings account, which is not going to do anything, you might get four cents, three cents, ten cents, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, every few months, but Hey man, take that five, take that two fifty, take a hundred, take fifty, take seventy five dollars. You know what I mean? Buy some push it in another direction. You know yeah, I mean? like I say, man, I went from I started off at five hundred dollars. I put that in there, went up to a thousand, and I said I'm gonna put five hundred more dollars in here. Now, man, I think I'm almost at three grand right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Off a thousand. You know what I'm saying? So D- double up, <laughs> straight up. So it's like. But that's something that, I, like you said, like daily, I try to find something to read about it. Uh, Coinbase app, crypto. But, but look at what you're doing. We need to do it. We need to be self-educated, self-driven. We need to also have these opportunities where we get this information earlier. Right. And if we're not getting this information earlier, then do as, as you're doing. Give the information to other people earlier, right. like you're doing with your students. And that's an educator. That's a teacher. And what's crazy, that's any and everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay? Like, don't hold on to the information. Let it spread. Let it go. That's how we're going to get out of what we in. Mm-hmm. You got to elevate the people. You know what I mean? Like, you have to elevate them. Now, what they you got to do it, you know what I mean? Like, out of 10, you'll catch four or five. Three yeah. Or five. You might catch one. Hey, take that one, and then they going to catch another. You know what I'm saying? So, it just, you know, we just got to slowly but surely. multiply. And that's why you're in the room with them to do that. And I heard an old quote that say, if you're the smartest person in, in your group of friends, you need a new group of friends. If you're not getting some more information from some other cats, then you need to surround yourself with some people that's doing it. You're doing it with the students and it's trickling down to them. And like I said, you have the young brother you met where you get information from and then you passing it on to me. And then I'm, I'm looking at other sources getting information. So right. I just want us to continue to push and elevate one another, not just you and I, but all of us as uh, black men and women um, out here. Right. Well said. So before we get out of here, I got one question for you. I have one question. It's something light. You know what I'm saying? What are you listening to? Not watching. I want to know what you're listening to. All right. Okay. I can give you that. One of the things I do, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, well, I listen to one podcast, two podcasts in particular. So I speak on those two first. I listen to the Joe Budden podcast regularly. But another podcast I watch is a call is one called um Stuff You Should Know. And it's these two guys who actually go through history on a lot of things. I heard about a story about Madam C.J. Walker, yeah. how conjugal visits started. Um, it's just a wealth of knowledge on a whole bunch of different subjects that you never knew existed. What's that one again? Stuff You Should Know. I got to get Stuff that. You Should Know. These two dudes... Are based in Atlanta. It's a couple of nerdy guys, but for me, it's really, really um important that I know some stuff. Uh, know some gotta, different stuff musically. You got to put that who you know with what you know sometimes. Show you're right. You're like, 
you know, it kind of, it has gotten to where people say, it ain't what you know, it's who you know. Facts, truth. You know what I mean? Like, you can get by with that. But then sometimes if you can put that what you know with who you know, sky's the limit. And add to that, if uh, who you know knows what you know, y'all put it together. Oh, I know, that brother knows something. Let me put him with somebody else. They're going to say it just like that. That brother knows <laughs> something. That brother knows something. But musically, man, I've been on, finally, you've been been uh, bragging for a while about Spotify and their playlist or whatnot. But uh, I, didn't, I didn't get on Spotify. Hold up. YouTube music has finally started coming around. So they've given me different artists. But recently, it's a, a brother named Duran Bernard. He makes R&B. I listen to him a lot. I found this, your boy, I found a, a new, well, it's probably old. So I'm on uh, Bryson Tiller a lot now. I'm on Bryson Tiller a lot. And then um, I still got my rap going on. So the Griselda boys, I'm on hard, man. I'm slowly but surely creeping. Like, them being your hey, boys. You, you've been going at them. Hey, Conway the Machine, Benny the Butcher, Westside. I, like I like Ben. I can't find. I like Ben. Them boy, to me, they they might be the hardest brother in the game. And Freddie Gibbs, Freddie. I've been on Freddie hard, hard. Yeah, that big boy, right? No, he used to be. He used to be with Jeezy. He was up for a Grammy. He ain't winning. Nas won it. I'm gonna have to put you on Freddie. Nice, nice. I think I know what you're talking about. What about yourself? What What have you been listening to? I know you've been on the hiatus last few weeks, but. Yeah, what has been um Pod- in your headphones? As far as podcasting, I told you I gotta check. I gotta keep my boy Kane said. Shout out, Mister. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. <laughs> uh, hey, I, I gotta get my. I, I ain't gonna. I would. I would. I say Kane up off of the sale, so I gotta wait for it though. Will you see my? Will you see my highlights on the top five highlight? Don't even say that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Kay said I like Cam. Cam on Sippy Smoke. Yes, yes. I, I enjoy. Uh, I'm getting back to the Breakfast Club. Like I kind of fell out the Breakfast Club. Oh, did I? Yeah, but but I, they. It depends on who they have on there. Sometimes. Yeah, true, no, true, 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 true. As much I, as I want to listen to. I'm not a huge, huge Charlemagne fan. But one thing I give him credit for: Charlemagne can interview. He can ask some questions. Like his growth from. However many years ago to now, is remarkable. Yes. Like, he respected. Like, what you just said, even people who really don't even, you know what I mean, care for him, you got to respect Charlemagne. Charlemagne, I'm going to put it to you like this. No disrespect. And I could be wrong with this. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. Don't say it with your chair. I, I feel like Charlemagne can do Breakfast Club without... Envy and, and Angela versus them doing it without him. Uh, that's not hyperbole. That's not innuendo. That, that's how I feel. Like I because thousand percent wrong, but I feel like that. You know what I'm saying? And it is it, 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 disrespecting. People always say when you proceed with it, it, it is. But um, I've seen interviews when Charlemagne is missing, and I've immediately cut it off. And I've read the comments, and they've done that as well. And I've seen interviews with. Charlemagne there and one of the other two missing and I continue to watch. Right. Like, he drive. He, like when they there, he basically run them. Like he get he get off his question. He get yeah, them off. Yeah, he's A-Mike. He the A-Mike. 100%. Oh. Like he'll say, hold on, hold on. Let me uh, let me ask this. Or hold on. Yeah. yeah like he get. And it's relevant. It's relevant. It's stuff I need to know. It's stuff that I thought I might not have thought to ask. Yeah. And nah, it, it really... 
it's that saying where people say, I'm asking the question that everybody want to know the answer to. Correct. I'm asking the question that you scared to ask or, you know what I'm saying? Like, something like that. Like, that's him. Like, he asked those questions that, like, what? I'm glad. What? What? Yeah. That one. Uh, and he just that. did it in, that, in, a, in a Dr. Umar interview. So, I take, like I said, Charlemagne as an interviewer, he gets my respect 100%. Thanks. Musically, man, I'm on my boy, man. Capo. Jim Jones, boy. Jim Jones. Jim Jones. They, like, I've been Hey, I've been You know, the I, I think my boy's on a couple, uh, on at least one track. Currency. Currency. Any. Uh, <laughs> yep. He uh, might got Dave East on one. Dave, like, bro, like, that Capo. It's crazy. Somebody said this on another podcast, and it took me a while. For the last, I ain't gonna say ten, but I say eight to ten. Out of Dipset, he been the most consistent member, and he wasn't even the one that was rapping in the beginning. That's a fact. Like Cop Man, Jim Jones, man, he he been in my tape deck hard, like hard, 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 hard. Like I always go back to him. Like I give somebody a chance. I don't feel like this and that. Go back to Capo. <laughs> yeah, hard. You rock the song, but then you be like, let me, there's so much music out there. Let me give somebody a chance. Man, don't blow it. <laughs> don't blow it. Because you go, <laughs> don't you do it. You ain't going to last long and it take that, bro. Uh, don't you do it. Hey, man, I, I want to end the show with this, man. I actually stole this from the Breakfast Club interview. Dr. Umar said, he referenced who said them. Um, I actually honestly forgot, to be honest. I wrote it down. I even Googled them. I just forgot their names. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that stood out to me outside of the range of information that he gave, he ended with this, and I'm going to end our show with this as well. If you organize a little, you get a little done. If you organize some, you get some done. But if you don't organize it all, you get nothing done. So with that being said, Meg, like, get your stuff in order, man. Whatever dreams, whatever aspirations, whatever goals, whatever whatever you, you seek to achieve, man, right. yeah, man. And, and start off with organization. Line yourself up with a team. Line your brain up with the thoughts and the process to get it done. And, and go from there. I think that team is, is very critical, too. Yep. That team. I totally agree. Yep. So, man, that concludes our first episode. Back, man, from our hiatus. <laughs> back um, like we never left. <laughs> hey, back like we never left, Nutty P. Just keep in mind, man, we out here, man, just to influence, inspire, encourage, motivate teachers, people, parents, everybody, man. That's our goal. That's our mission. With that being said. And you don't have to be an educator to uh, list our podcast. So if you are an educator, pass it on to somebody who's not an educator. Let them be enlightened. Laugh a little bit, enjoy about an hour worth of just generous conversation. That's it, man. Love you, boy. Be easy. Right, right. Enjoy the rest of your day. Um, tell Mac I said what up. I'll, I'll bro.